Every, yes, everybody's been reminding me for that I'm gonna be out there for the coin toss and stuff. So when I walk out there with uh Spencer, Pat, and uh, Caleb, I probably yeah my my stomach will probably drop just a little bit. What's going on, Sooner Nation? Welcome to the second episode of the podcast on the Prairie, brought to you by Purby Media. This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. Today, I am with my co-host, my guy, Braden Willis, formerly known as number 81, but number nine on the field now, baby. Yes, sir. What's going on, Oklahoma family? Sooner family, what's going on? It's been a minute, but we're going to come back and we're going to go through this second episode. We're going to talk about a, some things with y'all guys. First, we're going to do a little bit of background. Well, not background, just a little personal uh, what's going on in our personal lives. Then we're going to do a fall camp wrap up. We're going to go through the state of the offense, just give you guys a little insight to what's going on on the team. And then finally, it's game week. We're going to go through what what all we do for preparation and things of that nature. So, Jay Hall, what's been going on in your uh, personal life, man? What's What's been going on? Man, first, let me say the love for the podcast on the prairie has been real, man. We kind of left Sooner Nation hanging last week, you know. I didn't uh, I didn't think I would have to make a statement on Twitter telling everybody that we weren't going to have an episode. You know, all the... All the trainers, Carly and, and Chris and everybody in there was asking when the next episode was going to drop. And I was like, well, I'm getting messages on Twitter. Uh, the trainers are asking. I, I think I should make a statement. So I had to had to let everybody know that, uh, you know, starting this week and moving forward, we will we will have an episode every week, guys. So we will not leave you hanging. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. But to answer your question, Braden, you know, I got to. I got a lot of stuff going on. You know, school's back. Um, this past weekend, my fraternity, Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated, was involved in a few events with Welcome Black Weekend along with BSA. And uh, we had a stomp show. Well, we had a yard show where we where we stomped and showed our traditions. Uh, we welcomed the freshmen in. Uh, I think me and my my line brother Nate Tejada, we we cooked talk dogs, chickens, and hamburgers for about. 150 people or so um my nba program is starting back up man this is my last semester so this this it's a lot going on I, matter of fact i think i got a paper to write after this but um yeah man that's uh that's what i got going on what about you uh how's life Nah, man, I completely agree. I, as you know, I literally just got done with some schoolwork before this but other than that man uh this weekend you know, I was I was going to attend your little event, but this weekend I had to go home. I had to go get my dog. So, you know, uh, that that was that was a trip, especially because she's having her little lady problems right now. So, yeah. yeah. Did you leave your that, dog at home? Did you leave I your did. dog at home? I did. Home? During camp, okay. I left her at home with my parents. Yeah, um, you know, I. Yeah. You know, we already described the Sooner Nation how how fall camp is. So, you know, I didn't have any time for my baby, but I, I went and got her, been dealing with her, and then class, man. You know, I'm taking a lot of hours. This is my last semester before I graduate. I'm so excited. This is, you know, pretty big for me. And um, so I'm just finishing up all the classes. And, yeah, other than that, it's ball time, baby. Can't wait. Yes, sir. Round of applause to you, man. I'm 
proud. About to graduate. Yes, sir. Man. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, Student Nation, we play ball and we graduate. And we go get our masters. That's Student athletes. For Student sure. first. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a nice little insight. So speaking of fall camp, um, like you said, we're going to talk about, uh, do a little fall camp wrap up. So overall thoughts on, on camp. What do you, how do you think that, uh, how do you think we did? Man, I, I think we had a strong camp as a team. Uh, I think both sides of the ball had a really strong camp and the defense came out fast. They came out dominant, you know, offense. We had to get going a little bit, but I think we both look good. You know, it, it's just it's just a lot of, you know, going into camp. There's just a lot of built up, just just um, built up animosity towards yeah. each other and now we're just ready to like let it out on the field ready to see someone across the sideline in another color so man it's it, you know it's going to be fun but overall i think the i think camp went well honestly right yeah no i totally agree you know i don't think many people understand and i don't think that we talked about this in the last episode is that we hit each other every single day and when you are around the same person all the time, you know, my married people know or people people <laughs> with spouses or significant others, man, when you're around somebody all the time, you just need a break. No, <laughs> for just sure, need man. a break for sure. You for know? sure. And then, you know, I think, like you said, people just don't understand that, yes, we are a team. And I think that's one of the best things about our team is that offense and defense can go at it literally all practice. Like we do not like each other. But then at the end of the day, when we get off the field, we're kicking in a locker room like we're brothers. I think that's the best part of our our team. And believe, you know, believe it or not not every team is like that not every team right. can go at it that hard during practice and then just be cool off the field like that a lot of sure. a lot of people be lying if they told you that was the case in most programs so you know. you know i think i think that this camp was the most back and forth in terms of who won the day that i've been a part of since i've been here you know offense would win one day defense started out super strong like you said offense had to pick it up and um yeah it was just so much of so much competitive work man i think that i i think that we as hbacks had our best camp since we've been here what you what do you think you agree i agree man i think that's just uh, across the board on offense because i think as you know as competition increases it just makes everybody better and right. uh, i'm talking about competition in our room talking about competition versus offense versus defense i mean all of it just went really well and we all had great camps you know i mean we yeah. all had great camps i think we're ready man i do too i think we're more than ready so moving on to the next point about camp what will you miss or won't what won't you miss about camp is there anything in particular I, I, honestly man if i if i had to really find something that i'm gonna miss it's going to be being with my guys. The vibe in the locker room is great, especially, you know, just, just being with your guys all the time, just trying to be funny, just trying to pass the time by. That's that's the best type of time that you can have with your team. Yeah. And the other, Bleacher Report was kind of cool, too. I, exactly. I know we probably touched up on that last time. but um, Exactly. Things like that, man, that yeah. just, you know, make the time go by fast. Yeah. And the stories and all the funny stuff that happened. You remember when – um. I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, a certain player got his car stolen, and 
Yo, matter of fact, we're, we'll just save him the details so that way we don't get in trouble and he doesn't get on us. But, man, y'all, one of, one, of, one of the players got that car stolen, man, and just he was going through it for about 48 hours or maybe longer than that. How long was his car missing? It was gone for about three days, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that – I mean – it, yeah. But that that kind of gives yeah. God people an insight to the life of college football. If something like that <laughs> yeah. happens, you just keep on going. Like he didn't miss yeah. practice or anything. You just gotta fight through it a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we can laugh. Know. We all can laugh about it now. But at the time, you know, it wasn't a laughing matter. Right. Yeah. No. Nah, he. Uh, just so y'all know, he got his car back. But just because you get your car stolen that doesn't mean you miss practice you still gotta show up you, <laughs> you still, still gotta, gotta show up. up man you know what i think i can't remember if it happened this camp or last camp but obviously people know that we're out there in the middle of the day in the heat it's hot guys are trying their best to hydrate but right. sometimes mother nature doesn't care man i remember when josh ellison we call him wop he he had some cramping issues or something oh. like that and they had to put him in the cold tub and everything like that and then when they got him out he's still dressed up in his full practice gear man and they had to put him oh. in the wheelchair literally yeah. a wheelchair and wheel him across the locker room while he was drinking a gator like man that's no. one of the funniest things i've ever seen man i do remember that the wheelchair yo this man got carted across the facility full body cramp I heard those hurt. Have you ever had one before? I I have actually. Um, I really? you know what? After practice one time, after practice one time, I was uh, in my living room with my girlfriend at the time, and I was uh, I had I don't know, I don't know what it was about that practice, but it was extremely hard. And I was sitting down, and I just caught one in my I caught one in my thigh, man, my right thigh. I'll never forget it. And then it just circulated to the whole wow. body it went from my thigh it went down to my calf and then i'm like bending down trying to crank like clench my my leg and then yeah. it goes to my abdomen and then it just goes all <laughs> the way up and then it just takes over your whole body man those are the worst so i no. definitely feel where uh josh was coming from you know i i probably be in the same boat right no nah, i'm a heavy sweater i think i lose probably about eight to i think i've lost 10 pounds during a practice at, at one point so i'm always wary of full body cramps i think i don't know nah, i've never had one i think my worst was just when i caught one in my my hamstring and my quad at the same time so i couldn't mm -hmm. stretch neither one so i was just sitting there like a statue drinking gatorade and water trying to pray to god that i was going to be able to walk at some point that day so yeah i think that's the worst that i've ever had it oh man but, uh, it's, it's the worst body. It's, it's the worst. And then also, I want to touch on something you just said, because a lot of people don't know that. And I and it really gets a lot of people when I tell them that, especially my parents, that at a given at one given practice, one one practice, I'm not talking about the whole day, one practice, you can lose up to 10 pounds. The most I've lost in the practice has been 11 pounds. So that just Whoa. gives you insight to how intense our practices are. I mean, and people, it's hard for them to fathom how how you lose that much but i mean it happens to all of us it, it's it's yeah. wild yeah now nah, shout out to rachel and our nutrition staff for forcing us to drink gatorades and electrolytes and drip drops and gatorade packets and just all that nasty stuff that that helps us recover so uh yeah shout out to rachel and the squad uh we love y'all we appreciate y'all
For sure. Um, anything else about fall camp? You know, this is my last one. So, oh, you know what? I got another funny point. Coach Joe John Finley. And the way he tells us stories in the film room, y'all, is, oh, my gosh. This man is like a walking comedian. Man, guys, he sounds like, if y'all ever watch uh, Friday, he sounds like Pinky off of Friday, man. Literally, he sounds <laughs> yeah. like an old school 90s pimp or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. I think Joe John one time was like, he was talking with the coach, right? And they were in film. And Joe John said his coach was like, Joe John. What are you doing right here on this play? <laughs> and then Coach Joe John Finley was like, uh, I'm blocking the seed gap, Coach. And the coach was like, Joe John, what? And then Joe John was like, I'm blocking the seed gap, Coach. Uh, no, Joe John. And then, like, that's just the way he talks. Like, he's, so, like, whenever we mess up sometimes, it'd be like, uh, Braden, what are you doing on this play? Huh? Hall, can, can, can you tell me what Braden is doing? <laughs> <laughs> no man, uh, them, oh. Coach Joe John is is a comedian, man. It's crazy, but uh, that that is probably one of my that's probably one of my funniest the funniest things that he does to me. But he also does other things like the um, for instance, you know when he when we make a really good move or we run a really good route or yum, running back yum. makes a great cut or something yes. like that. He hits <laughs> that yum yum or he hits yum, a yum. real high kick. <laughs> We'll be in the middle of watching film and we see somebody make a move and they'll be dead quiet and he'll be like, come here. Right. It's the yeah, funniest okay. thing ever. For example, y'all that are listening, if you go back and watch the spring game, I think um, Eric, our running back, Eric Gray, he uh, scored on a touchdown, I think on the north side and mm-hmm. uh, broke somebody's ankles to go score. So that would be an example on film as we're watching it. And his ankles get broken. He, Joe John would be like, "Come here," <laughs> <laughs> at like the most random times. So we have fun with our coach every day in film, and uh, I I do love Joe John. He's a great guy. Moving on to the offense, you know, we're offensive players, H back. So uh, we're gonna talk about what we know. So first, we're gonna go through each position group on the offense and just talk about a little bit of where we see the receivers, uh, running backs, our own quarterbacks, and uh, just what we got going on. So first, we're going to start with the receivers. Um, man, there's really – yeah, like <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. Like Lincoln Riley is known every year for having uh, – what is it? Something in the wagon? Stables in the wagon? Uh, horses in the wagon. Horses, horses in, in the a wagon. stable. Horses, horses in the stable. stable. Yeah. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, that is what it is, and that is exactly what it is on our offense. Jaden Hazelwood, Theo Weiss, Mike, Cody, and the rest of the gang, man, stacked. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, and it's almost to the point where, I mean, I know traditional traditional schools have depth charts and you know starters and backups and stuff like that man it almost isn't really like that here honestly if we're talking about our offense you really have just a bunch of guys that play you know we we definitely have designated starters that start the game off but that same starter might not be in the next drive it might be someone else you know it's uh, i mean they might be out the next play if they run a deep route or something like that we just got guys for days i mean it's ridiculous yeah right you know i feel like as a person who has started in the past, every week you're you're 
somewhat fighting for that starting spot. You know, just because you're a starter week one in our offense, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be a starter week nine or um, by the Big 12 championship, you know, because guys are coming. It's almost like fall camp never ends. You know, everybody's always locked in. Everybody's prepared for an injury or their name to be called or opportunity or their shot. And so, like you said, man, it's just part of having a, a stacked room. And that not only goes for the receivers, but the, the rest of the squad as well. No, for sure, man. I mean, you got plenty of examples over the years. For example, Marquise Hollywood Brown, you know, we both played with him. That's an yeah. example of a guy that wasn't starting at the beginning of the year, but we all know how he ended the year. Same thing with a guy like Rodney Anderson, man. I mean, I mean, it, it happens all the time. Guys that don't play that much until like later on in the year and then have breakout years. Uh, you just always got to be on your toes, man. And, you know, competition, like I said before, brings out the best in everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to those boys in the receiver room, man. I just y'all y'all are great. Jaden, uh, Theo, like I said, the rest of the game. Um, running backs. Them horses. I mean, we're going to be, I mean, and obviously you and I kind of fit into that a little bit, but I mean. Yeah, might as well throw us in there. I mean, we do a little bit of that. I mean, versatile, <laughs> <laughs> Swiss Army yeah. nice, but no, nah, for real, the real running backs is what we're talking about. EG and KB and other guys like that, man, uh, game changers, man, you know. We, we love to run the ball here. You know, it kind of gives us – is this the difference between us and other, you know, air raid offenses. You know, we actually run the ball. We can get physical. So, you know, right. big shouts to them guys. You know, they make our job a lot easier with some of the stuff they do and some of the way they, you know, can set up our blocks and everything like that. So, big right. shouts to them. All right. You know, I don't really – everybody knows what Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks can do. And so – um, I don't really want to give them – I want to give them their credit, but I do want Sooner Nation to know Todd Hudson and the weatherman, they can hey. tote that rock too, y'all. Don't get it twisted. Ballers. Just, yeah, I mean, just because they got to walk on as a title, that doesn't mean anything. You know, uh, y'all also – y'all all saw weatherman Jay break out in his spring game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Oklahoma, so, man. We're known for running backs. I mean, you just don't come here by accident. So, you know. Exactly. DeMarco's going to get those boys right. For sure. So, moving on to the offensive line. Man, I think that group has come a long way since the spring. Man, came a very, very long way. Obviously, we got a mix of old guys and young guys, man. Um, you know, and and, and – and sometimes that could be a problem, but the the young guys have learned from the old guys, and it, it has you know been night and day from spring. You know they they have really right. came a long way. Yeah, I always got faith in Coach B. I never worry about the old line to be honest at all. Coach B's gonna yeah. get him right regardless. Yeah, Coach B is the man. Coach, I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but probably not. Uh, I heard if about- you do. <laughs> I heard about that time you were talking to uh, Braden's coaches and uh, you randomly called Braden. Oh. Making sure that the coaches knew that Braden loved him as a coach or something like that, right? Yeah, man. They, uh, yeah. It was, they were at a, some type of coaching conventions with my co- coaching convention with my coach and uh, some of my high school coaches. And yeah, I mean, yeah. 
Random but, phone call. What hey, if you had said that you didn't love Coach B? What do you think he would have said to your high school coaches? You know what, man? There was not a possibility of that because Coach B is my guy. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're, just, we're just not even going to put that in the air. Huh? Coach, Coach B is my guy. So, Yeah. All right. All right. So, O-line, Coach B is our our guys, whereas Tyrese, Keith, uh, Hayes, and the rest of the gang. Uh, lastly, the, uh, the H-back. I mean, we all have really strong camps, man. I mean, I don't know what to say. We all have really, a really yeah. good camp, you know? I think it's a great problem when you have three guys that have started in the room, you know, oh, yeah, for from sure. a coach's perspective. Most definitely, man. It's we like got you can't a go lot wrong. of talent. We got a lot of talent in that room, man. It's fun. It's fun to be around because we all learn from each other. You know what I'm saying? There's some stuff that each one of us does better than the other and we all pick up on yeah. different things and it's really it's really fun we just make ourselves better players i mean it's really a cheat code honestly yeah for sure yeah i want to say um some people uh have asked me before like do i ever get like jealous or worried about my playing time or anything like that like i just i don't ever think about that and i know brayden doesn't think about that i know stog doesn't think about that you know when you have great athletes in the room who who mean well, care about each other, and know what they're doing, you can, you can only appreciate the person next to you because you know they're putting in just as much hard work on and off the field as, as you are. And so, man, I I love I love my group. I, I love you, Braden. I love Stog and and my room. And so, shout out to the H backs. Yeah, man. Shout That's out all to the love, man. It's always definitely. love. I mean, also, um, you know, we're also missing the quarterbacks. But, I mean, the quarterbacks are the quarterbacks, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. high, high, you know, high character, you know, extreme ballers. I mean, those guys are great, man. You know, everybody knows about those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But big shouts to my boy Seven, Spencer Rattler. Big shouts to Caleb, you know, and big shouts to Ralph. He just got named the third-string quarterback. All of them can ball. And all the yeah. other guys that are behind them, man. You know, it's tough being an Oklahoma quarterback. It's, it's just like our room. Crazy yeah. talent everywhere. For sure. Real quick, um, since you brought up Ralph, I'm actually – I'm not even – I'm not – let's see. How can I phrase this correctly? I'm proud. Proud is the word that I have for Ralph because at first, when Ralph first got here, I felt like he just had a chip on his shoulder. And I would sometimes be like, yo, like, what's up with that guy? And – the more I saw him compete, the more I saw him make plays. I'm like, okay, like this this guy is serious, and so he's carried that that uh, that mentality all the way from the spring till now. And so, um, man, shout out to Ralph. You know, congrats no, on getting that third that third spot. I know it means the world to him, and it just shows how hard and, and how focused he is every day on on a on a daily basis. So. Uh, last time, shout out to Ralph and, and the rest of the QB gang. So, yes, moving on to our next segment, week one. Week one. Uh, first, I don't think it would be right for us to start without saying, um, we hope those boys down in Louisiana are okay. Um, it's definitely. Yeah, you know, we know that uh, that hurricane is coming through and everything. And so, uh, I was looking forward to going down there and play because I've never been. But uh, it seems like we're going to be playing this game here at OU. And so uh, first, safety first, uh, 
praying for those boys and making sure their families are okay because it's not only just about football, but, you know, it's when you get to know guys and play against guys that you've grown up with and, and seen on TV, you kind of make connections. And so, um, like most I said, yeah, hope those boys are all right. Oh, yeah, man, most definitely. I mean, I got, you know, obviously some guys that I played with, you know, in high school that, you know, play on that team. So definitely sending our prayers to them. Uh, you know, making sure they're all right. Like you said, it's more than ball at times. So, you know, big, you know, big prayers up to them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm glad this game is still going to get played. Uh, Sooner Nation, we're going to first talk about what week one feels like. A little bit of nerves, a little bit of excitement. You know, like I said, we've transitioned from beating up on ourselves in our own defense and our own offense every single day in fall camp to now focusing on uh, a, a different opponent, a different scheme, uh, different opportunities, different plays, especially from an offensive point of view. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, Brady, you want to, you want to touch on uh, what are you feeling about week one? Yeah, man. Um, first I want to let y'all in on a little secret. I, normally don't get nervous for games or seasons or anything like that that just has never really been me i know some guys do everybody's different but that has never been me but you know it's something a little bit different about this year it's my last year you know what i'm saying like (laughs) hey it's something not so much a butterflies i just you know what i'm saying like i'm like man this is my last year i've I've had so much fun playing here man you know it's just kind of like man like Time is not on my side right now. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? I definitely, I definitely understand that. I'm more nervous to go through the season fast than anything. If if that makes sense, you know, I'm more nervous to yeah. look up and be like, "Oh, it's week nine already." Dang, than anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I think about that stuff too, man. I just, I don't think it's really hit for me yet. You know, I don't think that I've been able to absorb the fact that. You know, this would be my last home opener for uh, Sooner Nation. So maybe those butterflies or that anxiety or excitement, or whatever you want to call it, will hit for me. Maybe about Thursday or, shoot, maybe Saturday when we wake up in the hotel. So it'll it'll go away by the time game, game time hits, though. Yeah, no, it's never going to affect you. you. know, it's just it's just thoughts in the back of the yeah. mind, you know? Thoughts yeah. in your back no, of your head. Actually – I know exactly when it'll hit me. When I walk out there, you know, I just got voted for captain and everything. So everybody's been reminding me for that I'm going to be out there for the coin toss and stuff. So when I walk out there with uh, Spencer, Pat, and uh, Caleb, I probably, yeah, my my stomach will probably drop just a little bit. (laughs) Yes, sir. Also, congrats. Congrats to you, man. That's a big big award, man. Uh, You definitely deserve it. You have led us all year long going into the summer and the or well before that winter and spring and summer yeah. and so you definitely deserve it man so congrats to you on that yeah no i appreciate you man i just uh y'all i made a statement on on instagram and twitter and everything a few of you guys made up seen but um i just want to reiterate how grateful i am for you know guys like Braden and the rest of the team for just trusting me and giving me the chance and opportunity to to represent the team because the way I think about it, I take pride in it because I think about guys that came before me, you know, guys like Baker, um, guys like Jay Hurts, and even 
taking it back into the days like when Roy Williams was here and and uh, the national championship team and all those guys. And so, man, a lot a lot of great people have held this road. And so, once again, I just want to say thank you to to Coach Riley, the rest of the staff, and and, and you and my teammates. So, uh, going back to Tulane, so. Uh, like we said, the game isn't going to be played in Louisiana. So we're playing here in Norman. Uh, what does that change? Does that change anything for you or us, really, Brady? What do you think? Uh, it doesn't really change that much. At the end of the day, uh, we're going to go play football. There's going to be a field. It's going to be 100 yards long, you know, two 10-yard end zones. Uh, we're going to be playing in front of some, in front of fans, you know, we're going to be one on one side of the field. The other team's going to be on the other side. There's going to be plays being made. I mean, it's football at the end of the day, but some things do change about the preparation. Like for instance, we, you know, anticipated on going down there. And, uh, so we, we thought we might have to deal with some, some weather issues like rain. You know, so we have yeah. to prepare for that in practice. We, you know, we have wet balls during practice, you know, during uh, routes on air sessions and stuff like that to prepare for that. Well, we don't have to do that anymore because obviously we're going to be playing here. So, yeah, I mean, some things do change, but at the end of the day, we're playing ball. It's it's the same thing, you know. Yeah, not for sure. I always uh, I always laugh when Coach Riley's like, you know, we can play on the moon or we can play in the parking lot. This game is going to be played and it's all going to be the same, you know, going back to the sidelines and the end zones and, you know, Coach Riley's like, we can play this game anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, and no, it's truth. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely the truth, but it always makes me laugh just a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, Coach, if, if you're listening. Um, I, I'm, I'm still locked in. You know, I'm still, I'm still focused, but uh, I, do, <laughs> I do laugh a little bit. So, looking at the looking at two lanes so just from a broad perspective uh from an offensive point of view uh new new defensive scheme than in the past you know we don't really talk about specifics of what we're going to do or what we're going to play on on this podcast but uh, one thing that we do and can acknowledge is uh small things like a new defense so what that includes for us as a player and from our perspective is is film right so when we're looking at film we have to do things like look at the old defensive schemes from um the old dc so where they were in the uh, what they did before i will uh, say yeah. that their defensive coordinator was there at one point and now he left for a while and now he's back so some things we have a clue on and then other things we have no clue so yeah right so week one uh you got to be prepared for a lot of things um from a coach's point of view you got to be a pre prepared to make adjustments on the fly because not only are we are we film studying them but they're also studying us so they may choose to use things that have beat us in the past so we have to be diligent on uh, acknowledging our previous weaknesses and, and touching up on those things so uh, those are things that we have to look at from a, a player's point of view whenever we're studying up our opponent, um, as well as from a from a coaching point of view. And uh, yeah, that is our broad evaluation of Tulane, guys. So yes, uh, moving on to our last few talking points. Uh, first four games are at home, and so we don't go onto the road until October. 
October 2nd, something like that. Yes, sir. Uh, any pros and cons of that? What, what do you think? <laughs> um, I definitely pros. I mean, hey, the best we get to be in front of the best fan base in the nation, man. Hey, this, you know, the Sooner family, man, that's that's definitely a pro. Um, there's just convenience pros to it, you know, being able to stay home and being, you know, used to your routine here and everything like that. But, man, you know, I, I might get some flack for this, but I know it's been said before, but I, I, I am a road guy type of guy, yeah. a road yeah, game I type of too. guy. You know, I, I love the road games, man. I just like being able to go into someone else's house and just take it from them, you know. Uh, and I think I think a little bit of that comes from just the team mentality, you know. Just that's what Coach Riley likes to do, and so it just passes down to the players. So, you know. But I mean, it's going to be fun while we're here. But man, I can't wait for that first one on the road either. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, Braden. Um, I know in practice. I'm on the kickoff return team, right? I'm, I'm towards the back. And so whenever we run out on the field and practice and uh, do the kickoff return drills, I'm always yelling, boomer and sooner. And so uh, I do that because, you know, when you're at home, that's that's what they yell when we're out there. And so I and, love playing at home. I love the vibe. But, yeah, man, like you said, I, it's just something different about going into another team's place and just snatching their soul and, and – and want to right underneath them and making them feel is just letting them know that this, the game is over with and and we're going to walk out of there with a W. They can't do nothing about it, man. Can't exactly. do nothing about it. Side note, that is probably the best thing ever is the Boomer Sooner that we have going. I, I will always get chills whenever I hear that. That is amazing. Shouts out to the fans for doing that. I mean, that is great. I mean – I remember the first time I heard that, and I was just yeah. in awe, man. I love that. That's probably my favorite, you know, yeah. home game tradition. Yeah, nah, between you and Owebu, David Owebu, I don't know which one of y'all love it more because whenever I start saying it, y'all both start laughing and getting excited. <laughs> so that's always cool to see. I like to put a smile on y'all's faces. Uh, did you watch any college football this weekend? Yeah, man, I had, I had to watch a little bit of college football. I had to do a little bit of, you know, scouting for us you know a little bit of nebraska <laughs> a little bit of nebraska illinois watch uh you know that was like that was a great game man uh both teams look solid uh yeah that was a great game man I, that's gonna be a good one i'm excited to you know play them boys as well and then i watched a little bit of uh hbcu action some uh, alcohol okay. state and uh okay. nc central you know that was that was a good game as well man them boys was out there balling too so shout out to them yeah, I think I didn't watch the uh, Central game, but I did watch a little bit of the Illinois and Nebraska game, and they uh, they look pretty decent. You know, I will say, what was it, Nebraska or Illinois, that, whose punter um, placed the ball on like the half yard line? That was I think it was Illinois' punter. Ah, uh, anything else you notice? Any cool plays or or anything that you saw? Uh, man, I will say, I will say from watching that Nebraska game. Man, can that uh can that Nebraska quarterback run? He got some wheels on him, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, bro, that, bro. that's impressive. Yeah. Moving on to the closing part of our session, Sooner Nation. Once again, thank you for tuning in to episode two of the podcast on the prairie. Uh, some last going away points, you guys. Please make sure you subscribe and continue to listen to the show. Once again, like I said before, 
we are producing a show every single week from here on out for the rest of the season. Also, if you are a local business in Norman and are interested in sponsoring the show, please reach out to podontheprairie at gmail.com. Once again, that is podontheprairie at gmail.com. Lastly, follow us on social media, Pod on the Prairie on IG and at the Prairie Pod on Twitter. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said before, this is your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, number one in your hearts. Braden Willis, formerly known as number 81, but you will see him in number nine this year, you guys. Braden? Man, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners for you know listening to us. And man, please, please, please bring that energy with you on Saturday. We cannot wait to see you pack the palace out. Hey, it's game time, baby, in Norman, Oklahoma. Let's go. That is all we got. We are out. Deuces. Perfect.